You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. This is your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. Bringing you the most valuable insights from Accountex. It is the Accounting Influencers Podcast going out to 32,000 accountants in 150 countries. We're the official broadcast partner of Accountex 2023, and I'm thrilled to have with me today one of the legends in the speaking world. It is Brad Burton. Hello, Brad. Rob, how are you doing, friend? We're doing great. We go back a long way, Brad, don't we? Oh, well, initially, this is what people don't know. We locked horns, but things change, and we're now friends. Brilliant. We are. Got quite a story to tell for people that haven't come across you yeah. and your story, and you've told it so many times. Yeah, but uh, you're very passionate about it yeah. because you teach people through the mistakes in the life that you've had. So uh, tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> well, it depends which version of me do you want. Do you want Brad Burton, <laughs> the guy who left school with no qualifications, that dad left when I was six months old, that got shot at when he was 21, that's done four years on benefits, been addicted to drugs twice, delivered pizza at 31. Or do you want the Brad Burton at 31, walked out of a job, started a business, 25 grand in debt. That business became a national organization for networking, the business networking organization, the largest joined up business network in the UK. Um, written four books and the UK's number one motivational business speaker. And people say, Brad, how did you become the UK's number one motivational business speaker? I just made a website and said I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker. And the first person, Rob, that you have to convince of your brilliance is you. And when I say this about that UK's number one motivational business speaker, you know this. When I called it on, everyone was like, he's not the UK's number one motivational business speaker. Rob, I'm going to let you into it in exclusive. That term, motivational business speaker, never existed until I created it. And that's why I found a niche for that thing, you know? I love that example. When I first got into networking, yeah. uh, coaching networking, that's right. I called myself the UK's, uh, no, the world's leading authority on business relationships. Beautiful. And I put it on my email signature yeah. and I thought I'm probably not but I'm going to wait for somebody to tell me that I'm not and tell me that they are and Boom. guess what nobody did but at that point you've got to step up and own that mm. and then the right to be called that True you can't just story. brag and say that it's the case so, you've got to do it well listen you know I've just keynoted today in a context there main stage and actually that would co- I'd come unstuck real soon if I wasn't that no. guy I'd be a laughing stock don't get me wrong I've died on stage Hundreds of times. Yeah. I've spoken on stage thousands of times, but I've died on stage hundreds of times. And most people would say, I'm never doing that again. What I said is, what did I like best? What would I do differently next time? And that is what an expert is. An expert yeah. is someone that has made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. When it comes to speaking, I've made them all. Marriage, made them all. Networking, made them all. Well, part of your story, Brad, is your mental resilience and mm. the <laughs> things you've had to bounce back right. from. Is that naturally inherent in you or have you had to hone that over the what years? question is good, isn't it? Um, listen, I think... I think Because people might say, oh, it's okay for Brad, he's naturally confident, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's got it all going on, he can bounce yeah, back from anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, no, there's no. a lot of hurt and of failure in there and brokenness. What, what, so, so, Rob, if I was to get, put your hand out like this, right, put your hand out, and I go and put a red-hot coal, how long would you hold on to it for? Seconds. Right, but what we end up doing in life is we hold on to things. My business, 1,004, sorry, 1,148 days ago, collapsed. That's the reality of it. A 1.8 million pound business. Boris Johnson said, please stay at home. And actually, you know, it was only going to be a couple of weeks for a fire break. Let me be quite clear. Yeah. When you run a national business network with 500 meetings in the Bruce Fairs and the hotel, hotels... It's a face-to-face business. Gone. 
gone overnight. And when you've got bills of £80,000 a month coming in, uh, uh, you know, you're already in a bit of trouble. So anyway, we had to pivot, for the want of a better word. But if I was to hold on to my identity of being the network king, I would be in big trouble now. But I had to let go. A bit like the red hot coal, lots yeah. of things I've had to let go of. And this is the key to bouncing back. Let go. You've been cheated on, let go. You know, you've somebody's rip you off, let go. Why do people hold on to it though, Brad? Because, it, because it's unresolved. It's unresolved. You want to get vengeance. What they did to me. Yeah. And actually, it's a bit like my, my, my niece. She's gone 36. She died a couple of years ago. And the reason I'm sharing this is that she would not want me to hold on to the pain. What she'd want me to do is hold on to the memory, which is exactly what I've done. So I've let go of the pain. Doesn't mean I've let go of her. Yeah. I've let go of the pain. And this is what anyone who's tuned into this right now, you will have something something that you're not dealing with. And one of the things that I talk about is I bought a house over in Somerset. I'm originally from Salford, uh, council estates and what have you. I bought a five bedroom house over in Somerset. And the reason I'm saying a five bedroom house is I wanted a 10 bedroom mansion. In my five bedroom house, I have one room that I don't go in. If I'd have realized my dream and worked really hard, guess what? I'd have six rooms that I don't go in. So we end up chasing this stuff that actually we believe that that's where success lies. Anyway, in this house, in each of the corners of the room was a spider. And I don't know what's that about. I said to the wife, do you want me to get them out? She went, oh, it's all right. I don't mind small spiders. I said, Kerry, where do you think the big ones come from? So this is what goes on. People do not deal with the small spiders, and consequently, they go into big ones. What happens, it's different when you have to let go of people. So let go in circumstances, economic things, business yeah. breakdown, everything else. I'm a committed Christian, as you know, and, and forgiveness is taught a lot. When people let you down, betrayal, loss, disappointment, personalities, yeah. business partners, things go wrong, we're complex emotional creatures, Correct. Brad. Letting go of that, forgiving people and moving on, it, that's more difficult. Well, it is. However, what I would say is at some point you've got to let go. You yes, know, At I some agree. point. So you can hold on to something for five years or 10 years or 15 years. And actually, think about it. It erodes our focus. It erodes our focus because we're spending energy, mental horsepower, instead of 100% on what we're doing, is we're spending it on what they did or this that, and the other. So now you're at 85%. So I've let go of everything. And listen, when you run a business network, as I did with thousands of members, people will do that because you don't know what's going on there. Mm. No one ever goes out to make a mistake, ever. But what happens is we make mistakes. And at the time, that was the correct decision. And the only time we realize whether something's the right or wrong one is after the event. So I have been done in numerous times over, over, the, over the years, but I'm okay with it. Because somewhere along the way, it's got me to this guy as a 50-year-old man who realizes that actually time, there's, you know, there's, there's no good time to have a war. We had a war back in the day, I don't know if you remember, going 15 years ago, stupid. But I was young, stupid. And actually, this is what life's about. This is actually going, you know what? Let go of the past, it's time for the future. Yeah. What's driving you these days? Making a positive difference. You know what? Listen, let me, I, I can't, I'm going to do something just to explain, right? So, microphone here. Can you make microphone? So, here's how I was. Money, happy. This is where I am now. I've got contentment in my life. Yeah. I have happy and a contentment. And that's the bit that eludes so many people. You know, they have everything. Money, opulence. You're less angry now, Brad. Well, you know what? I can still be that guy, but what, what, look, the biggest fight that you're ever going to have in your life is not with other people, it's with yourself. Yeah. And I, I had my own personal Brexit going on. 51% positive, 49% negative. I am now, I would consider myself to be 5% that old Brad, which is still there, and 95% this new Brad. And most people, not most people, some people, the only way that you can be the person you need to become is by letting go of the person who you once was. And that person who I once was, I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. I'm not, I've moved on.
Now, we're at Accountex. Yeah. It's one of the biggest shows in the world for the accounting no profession. I, I know you value accountants because you built businesses <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know the advice that yeah, they cool. give. But why accountants for you? Why are you here? <laughs> Confidence. Confidence, that's what accountants are. Confidence, these are the cornerstone, the baseline of business. Let me tell you, you don't get your accountancy right, you don't get the economy right. So there's something about what these guys do, accountants, and I'm, I'm being really honest here. I actually bumped into Caroline yesterday. Sorry, King Charles told me not to name drop. But I jumped into, uh, sorry, jumped into, you can edit that. I bumped into Caroline. And I said to her, I said, Caroline, I said, like first time I met her, I said, oi. Caroline Hobden, the, yeah, 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 the yeah, Duchess yeah, yeah. of Accountants. The boss. Right, I said to her, I said, look, I said, what you've done here is something special. And I mean that, is like, Everything about it is quality. Everything, even for the speaker, there is water on there, there is free chocolate, there is a little, everything's nice about this thing. And I think the country needs this because we've all been, no, not me, lots of people have been waiting for somebody else to go first. Yeah. And what they've done is they've gone, right, I'm gonna swear, balls on the table, let's do it. And they've done it. Be under no illusions, even the small halls, the small theatres have been stacked out. It's crazy what they've done football-wise. Well, they'll, they'll appreciate the recognition because particularly in COVID times, everything went belly up with business. Yep. Uh, you know that. Of course. Accountants stood in the gap in a way, making sense of what the government was telling us That's in right. terms yeah, of messages yeah, 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 yeah. and stay at home and all of that. Yeah. But they went beyond knowing the numbers and acting almost as therapists counselors, psychiatrists, psychotherapists, in being that shoulder to cry on True for businesses story. that were failing, yep. and people just didn't know what to do. So but, but you, know, Rob, you acknowledge that, don't you, with oh, that 100%, role? 100%. You know, this is the thing, is that north isn't north anymore, south isn't south, yep. and people are trying to go back to a time and a place that no longer exists. The old world is gone. It is now time to move forward, not looking back. When we look back, we get depressed when we look towards the future. Oh my God, Putin's gonna nuclear bomb us. Shut up. You know, I've stopped the news for the last two years. I've not, I don't watch the news anymore, it's funny. Because I realize, you know, you are what you eat. You are what you see, you are what you hear. Stop running the news, people are there, the news. So this is the new world right now. And this, I think, is a declaration of that new world. Yeah, it's interesting that you're a businessman, you want to affect the business world. You know that by influencing, mentoring, coaching, helping accountants, right. you can get to millions of businesses. No, you know, I'm hoping that these guys are going to drag me out over to Canada. But listen, joking aside, exceptional show. And I mean that. It's, um, I needed this. Me. And if I needed this, so did all the thousands or tens of thousands. I'm not saying that lightly. Tens of thousands of people that are through here, they've done something special. Knowing the Brad Burton I knew before, <laughs> you had to be the man. Right. You had to be the brand, you had to be the face of it, but there's a humility about you now that I'm sensing where you, you don't have to be the man anymore. You know what? Once you've been the heavyweight champion of the world, <laughs> anything else that follows beyond that isn't the heavyweight. So I've, I've acquiesced that space, but what I've got now is silent power. And I realize that I, you know, I've always been, that power that I had, that influence, you know, I'd, I'd give my last pound to a big issue salesman. And then I realized something, that that's not save, serving the world for what I'm due to be here for. And I realized the more power I've got, the more influence, the more money, the more clout, the more I can help people. It's a fundamental flip in what I'm doing. I go back to that silent power. The Brad of old used brute force to make shit happen. And I was exceptional at it. The Brad of now doesn't do anything. I'm very Yoda-like mm. in my approach and it works. Accountants suffer a little bit from something called proximity bias, which is, I mean, they're super smart people, yeah, technically no brilliant, yeah, yeah. smarter than you yeah, and me, yeah, yeah. but they get so close to what they do that yeah. they don't see it as remarkable. They right. don't see yeah. it as brilliant. They don't see the right. difference that they right. really right. make. So part of your role, I guess, is empowering them to say, look, you do have power. 
Well, you are making huge, significant differences to, in businesses. To, to, to make a positive difference. You know, I keynoted four years ago at ZeroCon, which was a, for me, That's a big one. Oh, mate. Yeah. That was validation. Validation that somewhere along the way, the working class lad from Salford, Manchester, with tattoos, with a shaved head. Don't worry, by the way, boys and girls, I'm not a drug dealer anymore. He's only got the one mobile phone. <laughs> but we can change, we can all change. But that's for, for me was validation. And I sent that message out there, that was four months before the pandemic, four months. And the words that I shared then are the words that I share now, which is there is a better version of you. And actually, why wait for permission to be that better version? Right now, if you're tuned into this, this message is for you. I've been talking, Rob and I have been talking for the last 20 minutes. This is for you. Be a better version of you. Stop waiting for permission. If you want need permission, I'm giving it to you. What's the first step in that, Brad, as we draw to a close? It's okay, accountants watching, bookkeepers, yeah. fintech professionals will be saying, it's okay him saying be a better version of me, yeah. but what does that look like? Right. What do I do as a first yeah. step? So, Ready? Be you. Stop pretending to be someone else. Stop putting on a false voice. Stop a telephone voice. Stop wearing a three-piece suit and a pocket watch and a monocle <laughs> in order to be professional, right? You are a human. You are a person before you're a business person. But what's ended up happening is people have put their identity, <laughs> people have put their identity, people have put their identity into being a business owner. And that's where it goes wrong. Do yourself a favor, put your identity of being a human being, because what ends up happening is if you've got, let's say for the sake of this argument, 20 people pretending to be professional and be business-like, mm, hello, not Charles, all that, right? <clears throat> you end up losing a piece of yourself. So you look at me and the way that I talk and the way that I think, and you know this, Rob. Along the way, people said, oh, he's a, he's a fraud, he's this, that, and the other. Well, actually, if I'm a fraud, why am I on the main stage? If I'm a fraud, why did I run a national network? If I'm a fraud, why have I written four books? So you're always going to get someone that's telling you you got it wrong. You're going to get critics. And what I want you to do is I want you to ask this question. I want you to be better in the next two weeks. What have I got to do to be better in the next two weeks than the previous two weeks? That's it. And be you, be you, be you, be you. That's it. And when you find yourself not being you, ask yourself a question. Why am I doing that? Is it to win business? Mm, okay, interesting. Or is it to impress people? Because when I'm being me, I might upset that person or I might not do that I'm not right. Bothered. I'm not bothered. And this is the thing. We care too much, don't we, about what people yeah, think? Yeah, but you know what? Listen, the thing that matters is that you like yourself. And this is what we end up doing. I see people who don't like themselves, but they're pretending to be something and you become a vanilla version of yourself. That's why someone like me stands out because I don't care. And what I mean by that is I know I'm a good person. I know I'm making a positive difference. And if people don't like me being a good person, people don't like me making a positive difference, that's okay. Yeah. I'm good with that. Brad Burton, so much truth, so much encouragement, so much validation for people watching. It's been a long journey, mate. So much permission you have, and you've earned the right to that's speak the way you do, and you're out there making a difference. We applaud you for that. Thanks so much for joining us today. Fist bump, come on, that's how we do it. Thank you, Rob. It's Accountex Live 2023. We're in London and I'm here with Mark Edmondson from Inflow. Good day, Mark. Good day. Are you excited? Always excited, Rob. <laughs> How hectic has it been on the Inflow stand today? It's been really, really busy. It's been a fantastic day. The, the atmosphere at Accountex is quite unique. And uh, yeah, for us, it's been a really busy day so far. Well, you're a stalwart. You've been to how many now? Oh, I, don't, I founded Inflow seven years ago, so probably about seven. Give a flavor to people that haven't been to a context of actually what it's like. I think there's a general buzz across the whole floor. Um, what's quite unique about a context is how close the speaking sessions and the education is yeah. to, the, to the stands and to the exhibitions. Um, that creates a real 
kind of buzz and a footfall of people milling around, bumping into each other. And, and for me personally, it's a great opportunity to just meet loads of people that I interact with through social media or other digital forms throughout the year. And a great place to actually just bump into each other and just be a bit more informal and, and enjoy being in the same place. It's nice to get face to face these it, days. It, it's, still, it's still so vital yeah. for building new relationships and maintaining those relationships yeah. that you have. I think you can, you can use virtual, um, but don't underestimate how much face to face makes an impact. And when people stop by your stand and say, Inflow, what's all that about? How do you open up? Um, well, really, it's about understanding the firm themselves first before telling people about what we do. Okay. Um, we, we have a very, very versatile and, and broad offering. And, and so it's kind of the, the doctor giving the prescription. We need to really understand the challenges that Diagnose. the firm's looking to, to, to solve okay. first. A lot of those challenges are quite consistent. We're seeing a lot of trends, uh, which you'll be hearing about, Rob, around you know the challenges over talent. How can we really um, deliver more work from the same team or a smaller team? Uh, and, and those challenges really lead us towards some of our capabilities around using a more data-driven approach to audit services, for example, and really trying to make sure that the process is far more efficient than some of the manual practices that firms are, are really struggling with at the moment. Mm. Audit's very much your field. How much is the audit space changing at the moment? The audit, the audit space is, is, really, is really changing right now. So what we're seeing in the UK market specifically is a lot of firms are really rationalizing their client base. And right. so- What does that mean? What they're doing is, um, this is partly driven by some of the uh, pressures from the regulators and some of the expectations that we've seen in the market from some of the high profile failures like uh, the Carillion saga, for example. Yeah. The, the biggest firms are focusing more of their time on their biggest clients. That means that they can't recruit enough people to do that and all of the other clients. And yeah. so what they've been doing is trimming the tail. They've been okay. moving on from some of their clients. And that's created a waterfall effect in the market, Rob, which is almost unparalleled opportunity for firms. People are saying to us, we're having you know, so many opportunities to win new clients that we've never seen before. And it's partly because the firms that are bigger than us are dropping their clients mm -hmm. and they are then themselves picking up new exciting clients and having to rationalize their own client base. And so what we're seeing is that kind of ripple effect across the UK market specifically. Firms have the opportunity to win new audit clients like never before, and it's giving them the opportunity to really invest in technology and smarter ways of working to be able to service those clients. Mm, I'm thinking too about the scrutiny that audit faces at the moment and the regulatory changes. Technology plays a massive part in keeping on top of all of that. You're absolutely right, Rob. Um, it's about, yes, doing work quicker, but making sure that the compromise there isn't that we're cutting corners. Mm. And so delivering high quality work naturally leads you towards, well, automation gets it right every time yeah. if you've set it up correctly. Yeah. And so we're seeing a, a shift towards using data far more to support the audit process. Why would we look at a sample of 10 items when we can look at everything and really focus on the risky things? Yeah. And how can we just be more intelligent about where we're actually focusing our time and our effort? And at the same time, how can we add more value to the clients so they're getting new insights, new perspectives, and more confidence over the numbers that they're using to run their business? Yeah. You mentioned the UK. We're an international show. You're an international business. How are we doing compared to other countries that you're working in? Specifically in the audit space, which is where we really focus, the UK is in a good place okay. in the sense of, I would say that the UK market is one of the leading markets in the world, okay. if not the leading market in the world from an audit technology and adoption status. 
certainly way ahead of where the US and the Australia markets are right. for many different reasons. But one of the key things has been the big four firms have really driven a lot of their audit innovation from UK-based teams. Okay. And so what you see is that the UK big four firms have driven adoption from here. And then those skill sets have naturally permutated into other firms in the UK market. So I think we're in a really good place here. What that means, though, is that we need to keep pushing forward and keep adopting technology to really step up to the expectations in this UK market because it's probably one of the most intensely regulated markets as well. Yeah. And those dynamics mean that we can't rest on our laurels. Yeah. Now, accountants at AccountX are generally the smaller firms. You deal with the bigger firms and the mid-tier firms. What kind of conversations have you been having on the inflow stand? It's a really good observation, Rob, that a lot of this technology does start at the top of the market, mm. particularly in the audit space. But what's quite refreshing, this account text maybe versus previous account texts, is a lot of smaller firms are hearing about inflow and hearing that there's a better way to approach the audit process. Okay. And they're coming to us to inquire, is this something that my size of firm can now get access to? And what's really refreshing is to be able to say, yeah, yes. You can open that up to th them. Now. This is something that you can use technology that would really be fit for the big four, yeah. but it's, it's here and it's available for your firm. And one of the things that I think has really paid off for us, Rob, is our investment in education. And so we've done a partnership with the ICAW and the inflow technology is within the ACA qualification. It's wow. in the exams. Yeah. So two of the modules, the corporate reporting and the audit and assurance modules, our software is part of the education and the exam process working through an example client data set, using visualizations, teaching auditors and accountants the skills that you need in the modern world. And, and that's, that's basically feeding this, this grassroots level understanding of, hang on, there is a better way here. Yeah. There's a technology solution that really is going to game change what audit looks like. I'm so pleased to hear that because technology, that's been an accusation of the examination process for qualification for accountants that they've not factored in the changes in technology. But now that's part of the mix, that's gonna churn out more accountants that are fit for the modern day role. But, and it's also creating almost like a reverse mentoring type situation as well, Rob, where junior people who are studying their exams are actually supporting oh, yeah. managers, partners, yeah. who maybe just don't feel as comfortable yeah. with changing what they've done all their careers. Yeah. And the the nervousness around change is getting broken down because actually the most junior people are the ones who are craving that change. They're, yeah. they're almost saying, we've seen, we've seen the light. Can we, can we push this? Can we explore this? And I think that's giving partners and people who are responsible for making technology decisions and investments a little bit more confidence that yes, this is something that we can use. And yes, this is scalable because we've already seen that our staff love it. Mm -hmm. Final question, Mark. You've got one eye on the now, but one eye on the future. You're building something significant at Inflow. What excites you most about what's coming up? It's an interesting question, Rob. What excites me most about what's coming up next? I think really what, what I'm enthused about, and I get this sense from being here at Accountex as well, is no one single software provider can actually deliver all of the technology that accountants can that need, they need. Yeah. Yeah. What we've seen in the, the bookkeeping space is that concept around marketplace apps and creating like more of an ecosystem okay. that firms can use to deliver more innovative bookkeeping services. Where I think that 
there's an opportunity for the broader profession to really evolve and start thinking differently around technology is cloud has given us the table stakes to be more integrated, to use APIs, to use different capabilities, to not have to be an X shop anymore. You can actually take a more progressive tech strategy. And what I'm really enthused about is Inflow playing a really key role in being one of the core platforms that's really driving that more innovative, integrated, seamless experience, maybe across multiple different technologies for you to get the right solution for your clients, but actually unlocking that whole technology capability so firms can be more innovative and, and think more creatively. Exciting times. Indeed. Mark Edmondson of Inflow, thank you so much for your time. That's been great. Thanks, Rob. It's Accountex Day 1. We're doing a series of live streams on behalf of the Accounting Influencers podcast. I'm thrilled to have with me today the legend that is Philippa Haynes. Good day. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Now, are you an Accountex veteran? Have you done loads of these or is this a new game to you? Yeah, no, I've, I've done quite a few, although it seems to get bigger and bigger every year and, Doesn't it? and noisier and warmer. Allegedly, Philippa, it's 20% bigger than last year. Really? And last year was pretty big after the COVID <laughs> break. So, well, that's great news, isn't yeah. it? Why do you come I have a lot of virtual clients who I have worked with on Zoom uh, because of what's been going on. And I just want to meet them face to face, really. Yeah. So that's one of the primary reasons. Obviously, it's to meet those other influencers like yourself, Rob, um, but also to talk to ACCA and, and just get my name out there and keep the profile going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Now, you understand all about profile because Certainly I know what you do. do. But for, for the benefit of our audience, tell us a little bit about your world. So I help accountants and bookkeepers to stand out. And that means to stand out to their ideal client. So I help them to identify, inspire, and convert them. I think a lot of um, accountants in particular want to grow. They're thinking about growth, but it's, it's growing in the right way, essentially, and making sure that you get the right people through the door. And so when it comes to your marketing, because I'm all about brand and marketing, um, people need to choose you. They don't, you don't want somebody, a prospect on the phone saying, so why should I choose you? You know, what do you cost? What you really want somebody to say is, I love your ethos. I love what you're about. I just really want to work with you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so that's, I want people to have that conversation before they pick up the phone essentially and know what they're going to get. Do accountants understand that differentiation thing? Because there's certainly an air of complacency in accountancy that we are a required service by law. We put up a website. It doesn't matter if we look and sound the same as everyone else. Everybody needs an accountant, so we'll get business. Yeah. But I guess, is it really the right kind of business? That's one of the issues. Is it the right kind of business? Yeah. But I also think that things are changing. I think we all realize that we do need to have a profile. Yeah. We do need to be clear about what we represent and how we're different. Uh, Will Farnell is obviously talking about the human firm a lot. And I really agree with that. I think it's the team and the person and the business owner behind that business that drives how they work with their clients. And to me, that's really, really important. So, you know, there's a race to get digitally enabled. There's a race to have all of that tech stack. But I also think you need to think about that relationship, that ideal client, that kind of message that you want to put out to the world. And you alluded to it earlier, Philippa, if you don't differentiate as a firm, 
you do end up competing on price, or losing out clients to other firms, so yeah. your retention goes down, and probably you fail to attract the talent that you need to grow your firm. Yeah, I think it's a slippery slope. If, if you trade on price, there's only one way to go, isn't there? And that's down. Yeah. And I think if, if you have more to say, then you're obviously in control of your growth, in control of that message going out. Uh, so hopefully the prospects and clients coming in will be good quality and valuable. But also it's about keeping your team motivated, understanding what it's all about. There are so many businesses here today who have really big brands and everybody's crowding around them. And that's because they've set out their stall and said, this is what we're about. Mm. And I think really, if you want to play the game going forward, it's all about that connection. It's all about that brand. It's all about that marketing message. We've got some big brands here, as you say. Now yeah. they've invested a lot of money in their stand. If we're a Nike or a Coca-Cola or a yeah. Porsche, we, we'd have a strong brand. But accountants, they don't have that impetus to invest a lot in branding. Yeah. So can they do this with a certain level of investment, maybe by developing the personal brands of the people to be ambassadors of the firm? Or is it money at the website? What are the strategies? Yeah. So I think it's the people behind the business. Right. The personalities. The personalities. And it can be an individual personal brands. If it's a team, though, obviously, that we need to find those commonalities yeah. there. I don't think you have to be a Nike or a Coca-Cola and throw lots of money at this. I think you just need to be clear about what makes you different and how that translates into the client experience, you know, in terms of the onboarding, the service, all of those good things, because people want to know up front. Mm. Um, and when you hear somebody who says, we're friendly, we're personable, that seems to me like a hygiene factor. You know, we would imagine that everybody's going to be personable and helpful. Everyone claims the same thing. Everybody don't they? claims the same thing. So, what is it about you? Mm. And I don't think that you need to have that enormous budget um, to get where you need to be. I've worked with lots of clients, both accountants and bookkeepers, who have had their their business lives turned around really, really quickly because they feel so much more confident about their business and they feel more confident with clients and prospects. They actually do say sometimes, I don't think you're an ideal client for me. Um, and that is quite powerful yeah. for them. But also, if they say, you're perfect for me, you're the ideal client, actually that prospect feels really good as well. Yeah. So it's a win-win and that's what we're trying to get to. You know, we're not trying to be smoke and mirrors uh, with marketing puff. We're about developing connections, the emotional connection as well as that sort of rational connection. And presumably part of your approach is to get these firms not just to claim a certain set of values or a certain market position, but to provide some evidence or proof of that through the stories that they tell and the socials yes. that they put out to give evidence for what they're claiming. Yeah, absolutely. So really there needs to be DNA that runs through everything you do. So once you know what your message is about, who you're focused on, your communication and your marketing, whether it's your, your website, whether it's your social media, Everything should come from that. It almost gives you that kind of template or that pattern, if you like, to say, what should I be doing? You know, what would I be talking about? So it, it, it's just guide rails, really, for everything that you do. And that makes it really powerful. And it gives you that road forward rather than saying, well, what we're going to talk about? You yeah. know, we all know about MTD. We all know about the, um, the, the tax detail behind it. But we want to talk to our prospects in a more human way. Yeah. What's, 
your agenda for Accountex? Are you spending two days here? Is it going to be non-stop networking and talking yeah. or fun and partying? I am going to go to the party later. I've got my Iris band on here. Um, and I'm That's going a to... golden ticket, that. Oh, a lot of people tend away for the Iris after Oh, party. there we go. There we go. So, yeah, I'm meeting up with some clients, actually, who'll be attending there. Um, I'm bumping into some clients and meeting them as well during the day. Um, I've been helping Mark Lee set up his uh, speaker slot. Um, and then I've been talking to all of the sort of relevant um, ACCA, ICB. Got to be seen. Just got to be seen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, really enjoying myself and, and meeting other people, uh, influencers, bumping into them. Because actually, there's a massive community on LinkedIn, yeah. but we haven't met each other. So that's the really powerful bit today, I think, for yeah. me. And finally... Philippa, what excites you most about what's coming up for the profession over the next few years? There's a lot of changes right now. Yeah, I mean, for me, what really resonates at the moment is this conversation about being human and relationship. And, and you can call that whatever you will, advisory, etc. But for me, it's about empowering accountants and bookkeepers to be the best they can be yeah. and to have those fantastic relationships, which, you know... They have some of those, but I'd like them to have more. I'd like them to grow in the right way. I'd like to be their partner so that they can translate from one of many to actually one of the leading lights. So I just want to um, work with them and, and sort of bring that emotion, which I think is moving increasingly into the industry. It's much needed. Philippa Haynes, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. Bringing you the most valuable insights from Accountex.